This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Since the economic downturn in the United States in 2008, there have been a number of trends that I have seen persisting in the workplace. So first of all, frequently one person is doing the job of two plus people, which secondly leads to overwork and higher demands. So what's going on is that very often this frugality in the workplace is at the expense of the employee's health. So, for example, companies might in the past would have you travel, including international travel, understanding that you might need to recuperate from jet lag, both on maybe the front end or the back end. They might say, go a day or so early Or they might say, stay a little bit later so that you are taking care of yourself. And now I'm finding that clients are saying, no, my company wants me to jump off the airplane and essentially go straight to work. Or as soon as the job is over, they want me on the next flight and back home. So all of this, number one, doing the job of two or more people. Number two, having such overwork and high demands. And then all of this frugality in the workplace, which means you don't get a chance to recover, really leads to a sense of what I call overwhelm on the part of the employees. So here are some things that happen under conditions of overwhelm. Number one, there's an impact on thinking. It's very difficult to think clearly when you're overwhelmed. And that fuzziness in thinking also affects retention of information and memory. So you might find that as the boss, you're having to repeat the same thing over and over again, and your employee is so overwhelmed and so stressed They don't hear you. They don't process what you're saying and they don't retain it, even though you've said it three, four or maybe even five times. Number two, that fogginess of the mind also results in some restriction of innovation. In order to innovate, it requires space, expansion of thought. And if the brain is already overworked, overtaxed, overfull, then that means that there's not room for innovation. There's not room for that expansion. And then number three, under this overwhelmed condition, you get a rundown battery, a dimmer light in order to see what's ahead. So when you're running on a low battery or dimmer light, your employees then are on survival mode rather than on thriving mode. Now, occasionally, it doesn't happen too often, but once every blue moon, I'll let my cell phone go down to some incredible number like 3%. If my cell phone goes down to 3%, I can't do nearly the amount of things that that cell phone is capable of doing, and certainly not for as long at the 3% level. 
In fact, I'd be really quite reluctant to get online with my cell phone at 3% because the battery is just too low to do the task at hand. And then number four, when we have such long hours, we become inefficient. Things take longer because I'm not operating at my best. So I have long hours anyway, and now I'm even taking longer on top of that because I'm inefficient. And now I'm affecting my sleep. So number five, I'm having sleep disturbance because I'm not getting things done. So there's that level of worry that's in the back of my mind, and that's always there. And the number six with overwhelm is what I'll call the emotional impact. We've been talking about what happens to thinking, but people have emotional breakdowns too. Sometimes people become irritable, they're outburst at work, or they might even have panic attacks. There's an emotional toll to really being overwhelmed day in and day out. So what are the remedies? Here are a few remedies that I think are important to keep in mind. Number one, always be thinking about your people and what is a reasonable workload per person. Perhaps your organization is growing, has grown, continues to grow, and one person's workload may have morphed into a huge amount and you might need to periodically review those workloads to see, has it now become the work of one and a half to two jobs? And maybe it's more than what one person can do. Number two, you want to have the right number of people doing this reasonable workload. And so that may need to expand. And three, you want to have the right people doing work that's consistent with their gifts and skills. So if I'm already overwhelmed because it's too much work and it's not what I'm good at, that's only going to make it worse. And number four is making sure that your people have reasonable work hours. If someone is working 20 hours a day, they're really not able to work in the most productive and effective manner. And so you're going to lose productivity even though they're working more hours. So here's the case where more is actually less. So that then leads to number five as a remedy, not only having reasonable hours in number four, but number five, make sure that your people have adequate vacation and adequate other time off. People need time off in order to rejuvenate. They need time off in order to recalibrate. And if you even think about things like our cell phones or other devices, periodically we rest them, we recharge them, we turn them off so that all the systems can come back to optimal performance. So what I want you to think about as you're thinking about your organization is to really realize that the level of stress that's built into the organization because sometimes of the workload and the way you're working and the way that your organization may be staffed is causing a level of overwhelm and a level of stress that affects your personnel's thinking and mindset. So their ability to take in new information and to use it is affecting emotions in the workplace. So their ability to maintain a sense of equilibrium that's effective and it's affecting productivity their ability to get the product and work done. 
So you may want to do an audit in your organization, including talking to each of your key people who are leaders and having them talk to their key people to find out what is your current workload like? To what extent are you feeling overwhelmed and stressed? What other supports and resources do you need to be successful? And what does the environment look like for reasonable hours, for time off, for you to rejuvenate and bring your A game and actually be more productive? So less work is more productivity. I know it sounds counterintuitive. However, that's what we see every day. So see how you can make that work in your workplace. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.